0: Hey, welcome to episode three of the special six-part series, You But Funny, based on the full training, How To Be You But Funny, that you can find over at copychief.com forward slash funny. That's where we got all the goodies for you. So if you're liking this series, and if you're not, why are you still listening? Why would you click on the third episode if you're not digging this, (laughs) then head on over to copychief.com forward slash funny and get lots more cool stuff. Hey, Max Ham, my partner in crime. How you feeling, brother?
1: What's up? Feeling good, man. This is where the fun starts.
0: Yeah, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. So in the last episode, we talked all about persona and how it's critically important to nail your persona. And once you do, things really flow from there. It'll also protect you from tone deaf moments or mistakes or things that feel, you know, off kilter and could uh, create a backlash that you're not looking for. So, I'm going to give you, we're going to give you all the P's now. There are a little formula I call the four P's, very clever, because they all start with the letter P, see what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) It's real simple and I'm going to walk you through it. So, I'm going to use a, uh, give you the formula, then I'm going to show you. I'll let you hear a piece of my act from when I performed with Billy for 2,000 people at the Mahaffey Theater. And I mentioned in the last episode that I had to quickly choose my new persona and build around that. And this is a chunk of material that really personifies my persona, as it were. So here's how it works. Here are the four P's. And again, if you can't write this down, if you're sweating it out on the treadmill right now, or if you're driving 70 miles per hour, don't try writing this down. Come to copychief.com forward slash funny. We got it all for you right there. Goes like this, here are the four Ps. It's persona, then it's premise, then it's position, and then it's punchline. Persona, premise, position, punchline. So what do we mean? Let me play you this chunk of material which is very much in my persona. And after you listen here for a minute, we'll break down what I'm doing in these four P's. How you feeling? Yeah. You I realized all of a sudden that at 46, I'm trapped in this vortex, you know, where like I know in 10 years, I'm going to reach that glorious age where I just quit giving a shit <laughs> what anybody thinks, okay? I'll start wearing the ventilated shirt. And- the sun hat, I'll keep my cell phone on the belt. In case a meaty Every every guy in Florida over fifty-five dresses like a park ranger. It's just like, are you are we going to dinner or are we mowing lawns? What the fuck are you wearing? This is We're good for that, right? It's all about comfort, that's all that matters. See, but I'm not there yet, right? I'm, I'm in this vortex where I'm still young enough to care about being cool, but I'm too old to know the difference. <laughs> you know, like, I still crank my stereo at red lights, but now it's on NPR. This is All Things Considered, I'm Corey Flintoff. <laughs> it's, uh, it's daybreak in this tiny African village his eight-year-old Jamal begins his four-hour trek for clean water. Sure, ladies? <laughs> I still wear rock band t-shirts, but now I buy them at Target. <laughs> that was the moment I knew I wasn't cool anymore. When all the shit I love went on sale at Target. I just walked in one day and said, How the fuck did Led Zeppelin get here? Means, I, okay, I'm old oh. It's weird. Target is now selling throwback Nirvana concert t shirts. Hey, fuck you, Target. <laughs> I was at that concert, and now I can't wear the shirt I bought without looking like a douchebag. <laughs> Kurt Cobain were alive, this would not have been approved. <laughs> You put a shotgun in your mouth, then you get your face at fucking Target. That's how it that works. There's the rules, Kurt. Johnny Cash is on every T-shirt. Now that was not Johnny Cash's dying wish. I want to be 9.99 at Target. 9.99 at Target. I'll tell you what is fun, though. Going to Target wearing a, a red t-shirt and khakis. You know that? We were accidentally wearing a uniform in the Target. People just asking you for stuff. Excuse me, where do you keep the baby oil? <laughs> Follow me. Show <laughs> you sure exactly where I keep it. <laughs> Halfway out to my car, she's like, Do you work here? (laughs) They won't hire you with a felony. Okay, cool. So that is a piece from my show at the Mahaffey Theater opening up for my man Billy Gardell. And Max, let's break down those four P's right there. Let's do it. So persona, again, to remind everybody is in my, for my standup, I chose, you know, where I am in life. I'm a middle-aged sort of former cool guy realizing he's not so cool anymore and trying to understand my place in the world. And so the signature line of my persona is young enough to care about being cool, but too old to know the difference. And that's also the premise. So we go persona is established. I'm talking about how, you know, I'm in this vortex and it's strange to be my age and I'm a little lost in the world. So they know a lot about me right there and they know where I stand on this topic. The premise to set up the jokes I'm gonna do around it are, like I said, young enough to care about being cool, too old to know the difference. Okay, that gets a a little laugh, but that's not the punchline, that's just the premise. And so they're saying, okay, Kev, well, how does that work? What does that look like? (laughs) <laughs> and so my position on it is, when you think about position on a joke, another way to think of it is, who's the victim of this joke, yeah. right? And you've essentially got three choices, Max, when we're thinking about the position of the joke, right? Are you the victim? So you're sort of self-deprecating. Are you inviting the audience to be the victim along with you, which is what we call a second position? Or third position, are you describing what happened to the victim of a joke
1: that's right yeah and as you did in your bit you basically described yourself as as the victim of of the whole hunk
0: yeah i'm the victim of the jokes here i'm making fun of myself and i'm revealing things about me that prove that i'm a little lost trying to be cool in actuality not very cool anymore so
1: (laughs) by the way are you still going to target kev
0: I love Target, man. You can't keep me out of there.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I still browse the t-shirts, even though I'm going, I'd be twice the hack if I actually bought one of these, but, oh, wow, look, uh, Hendrix. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, the first joke, and just a little uh, little extra bit of advice for stand-up, is you want the first joke in the position Once you've established premise and you're getting the first punchline to be quick. And so, especially if you're about to do a whole hunk. So my first one is, I still crank my stereo at red lights, but now it's on NPR. And, you know, just a quick, you know, joke. And it shows the juxtaposition of how I still do things that I did when I was younger, but now they look different. And then the we still call this punchline, but in standup, we call it tagging. The joke it is when I act out what it would sound like. And I go into the NPR story, which is, you know, the comedic effect of cranking something that that, you know, would be yeah. ridiculous. And, and notice
1: how it all ties down to the initial persona of middle-aged cool guy trying to figure out his place in the world. It, it, you can trace every joke back to that.
0: Yeah. It's totally on display. As I sit there like an idiot at the red light cranking NPR. And so then, and then I talk about, look, I I still wear rock band t-shirts, which probably look a lot cooler on a young kid. (laughs) And, but now, because I'm not so cool, they're suddenly on sale at Target. And so, (laughs) position here is interesting because it's still about me. I'm still making fun of myself. I'm admitting that I get my cool stuff. Stuff I think is cool is on sale at Target, which instantly makes it uncool. (laughs) But then I kind of, flip position a little bit and I make Target the victim of the joke. I I express some rage at Target and sort of the bands who have essentially sold out by being on sale there. And I go into a specific example about the Nirvana concert t-shirt. And again, it's that sort of like Carlin is so famous for in in the Danny Bevins bit we heard in the first episode. It's that it's that emotion. It's that expression of rage around something, even if it's ridiculous, that gets the reaction from the
1: crowd. Yeah, exactly, because a lot of people in the crowd will have the same feelings you did and that brings it out.
0: Yeah, they haven't thought of it probably, right? It's just one of those things where it's like, oh God, he's right and I didn't think of that. And you know, I see guys sometimes in the crowd and they're wearing like their Guns N' Roses <laughs> Target T-shirt and they're just yeah. like, wanting, like, oh my God, I need a jacket, you know? I gotta
1: get out of here, yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, but it's, it's, it's funny because it's true as they say. And uh, then, you know, it takes on a different little spin when I kind of welcome the audience to be the victim with me when I talk about wearing the employee uniform into target and then the victim becomes the person who asks me for things. Right. And so, you know, without going down rabbit holes here and making it complicated you can see how, it's all still within position. And just, just by shifting position a little bit on, on the same premise within your persona creates all kinds of cool opportunities for, for humor.
1: That's right. Yeah. And just for right now, getting started writing down some jokes, keep it simple, as simple yeah. as possible. And then later on, we have more stuff for you in the full edition of this, How to Be You But Funny we can, we can go down the more elaborate paths of this.
0: Yeah. So in the full training, we go deeper into the stuff. If And again, it, you can choose to keep it really simple, and that's what we recommend to start. But we'll show you lots of examples of this. And we'll give you an opportunity to write some punchlines to get the juices flowing. And we'll even interact with you and kind of watch what you're doing and help guide you along. It's just fun to sit around and riff punchlines together, Max.
1: Yeah, and and that's exactly what you do every Wednesday in, in the workshop, right, Kev?
0: It's exactly right, and it's cool to be amongst people who are just there with the singular goal of letting loose, having fun. There's no egos because everybody's kind of looking at funnier ways to make fun of themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, comedy's just fun, man. It's a cool thing. So if you've been a fan of comedy for a long time and thought, ah, I've always wanted to try that you know, you're getting some real insight. I absolutely recommend. In fact, I always say Max, that it's, you're now obliged. If you've ever said to yourself, man, I'd love to try stand up, or I've always wanted to do an open mic and just try stand up. I think you're obligated to actually do it. You should not die having that undone.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and now you've got a formula
0: <laughs> that's right so, so give you a you huge can, head start
1: yeah you can guess because a lot of people go to open mics and they have nothing and they just yeah bomb yeah and just because you have this formula you can actually write four or five jokes using the formula PPPP and go perform it and it'll be a, a piece of cake for you
0: yeah you'll still be pissing your pants at first yeah. time but you'll know <laughs> what you're doing you'll look much better doing it
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it's like oh this guy's got some formulas whoo whoo <laughs> <laughs>
0: so and again you can incorporate this into you know your content if you're a content marketer you can use this in in article writing and blog posts certainly in videos it's really effective so there you go there's the four p's and in the next episode now we're going to start to give you some really good examples we're going to show you where to use this stuff right so uh, again, you don't have to this is not about you becoming a stand-up or or becoming someone other than yourself. It's how to be you, yourself, the uh, the uh, organic character that people know and then accessorize if you will with some you know comedy and get that emotional reaction from your crowd with some laughter. That's right. Uh, so, on the next episode, that's what we'll cover. We're going to show you some TED Talks. This is great. Max took the four Ps and he started looking at TED Talks, which are, as you know, very famous. They get a millions of views. And as we mentioned in an earlier episode, a lot of times people are using these exact formulas, but they not, they're not aware that there's a fourth P and they could be going for the punchline. So we're going to show you some examples of TED Talks where They used the first three Ps and totally blew an opportunity to add a punchline. And we're even going to write the punchline they could have used and show you how it would not have compromised their character or the integrity of the talk. It just would have been a great bonding moment between them and the audience.
1: That's right. And, And you guys will notice and you've probably seen TED Talks already. The best ones are usually the ones that have a lot of humor in them.
0: Absolutely. They they by far get the most views. They were the most talked about and remembered. Again, look, science proves that attention is never higher and resistance is never lower than right after we laugh. So if you can get an appropriate laugh, it is the most powerful thing you can do with somebody's attention. So that'll be on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Again, copychief.com forward slash funny is where you can get all the goodies. We'll see you next time.